Disney's Moana, Chapter 2. Not so fast, Moana, someone cried from inside a fale as she streaked past. Sorry, sorry, the now eight-year-old called as she swung around the corner of the building, her hand brushing the wooden pillars supporting its thatched roof. But Moana didn't slow down. If she wanted to see the fisherman pushing off, she had to get down to the beach right away. Her pet pig, Pua, pounded along next to her, her hooves stomping the grass flat. Straight ahead, a group of women were tying knots in a net. The ropes spread out ahead around them like a blanket. Good morning, Moana, one of them called. Smiling, Moana waved and ducked into the trees that formed the border between the village and the part of the lagoon where the boats were kept. Her feet felt lighter, the smell of the salt water electrifying her like a bolt of lightning. Wham! <laughs> Moana's face smacked into the wide chest of her father, who was returning from checking on the fisherman. Oof! he grunted, his arms folded around her instinctively. Moana, he said in surprise. Uh, hi, Dad, Moana said. Catching up to her, Pua skidded to an abrupt stop at the sight of the chief, knowing that the race was over. Hmm, let me guess. Tua's voice was weary as he held her away from him to study her face. You were headed to the water. Uh, no, Moana said, feigning innocence. For some unknown reason, her father frowned upon her trips to the lagoon. I mean, yes, but I was looking for, er, for you. One of Tui's eyebrows arched skeptically but he just hummed along quietly as he regarded her. Moana fidgeted in the silence. Finally, she couldn't take the pressure anymore, and she flung up her hands. Okay, I was going to the water, but it's just so interesting, Dad. Moana explained. It's never the same. Gently but firmly, Tui pulled her to his side and tugged her back toward the village. You know what I find interesting, daughter dearest, he said. How our amazing island gives us everything we need. The chief paused next to a tree and tapped on its bark. Just think about this coconut tree. The coconut tree? Moana asked, her brow wrinkled in confusion. Coming up behind him, Moana's mother looked bemused by the conversation as well. Yes, this coconut tree, Tui continued, warming to his topic. No part of it goes unused. It all has a purpose. Stooping, Tui plucked a coconut from the ground and knocked on its shell. Thunk, thunk. How many uses can you name? he asked, passing it to Moana. She ran her fingers over the coarse hair of the round fruit, thinking, 
We cook the meat from inside and drink its water, too. Yes, yes, Tui nodded in encouragement. Picking at one of the brown fibers, Moana continued, And these fibers get woven into our nets. Moana's face scrunched up as she concentrated. Mmm, I can't think of anything else. Well, Sina offered, gesturing toward the tree, the husks make good firewood. And she seized a leaf and waved it meaningfully. Oh, yeah. Moana said, and the leaves are good for making mats and baskets or building roofs. Or tickling daughters, Sina joked, brushing the end of the palm frond next to her ear. <laughs> Moana cried, twisting away from her mother. With a chuckle, Tui caught her up and hoisted her onto his shoulders. She was almost too big to be carried like that, but... She loved sinking her hands into her father's hair and taking it, taking in the view. She hoped to be as tall as him one day. Tui swept out an arm, gesturing to the village before them and the green rainforest beyond. You see, Moana, if you just stop and look around, you'll discover just how amazing our home is. Happiness is right here. Slowly, Moana turned her head, watching the villagers, the men and women, young and old, working and playing, their voices weaving together as harmoniously as the strands of a basket. It was true. All their expressions were relaxed and full of joy. Moana's heart burst with pride as she thought about what a great leader her father was. The proof was in the smiles on their faces. Chief, one of the men building a new folly called out. After setting her down on the ground, Tui patted Moana's hair, then strode over to answer the man's summons. Sina brushed her hand over her daughter's dark locks on her way to join the group of tapa makers. Moana gazed after them, enjoying the bubbling sounds of villagers gossiping and the smell of taro root stewing. Some men stood nearby, stoking the cooking fires. Several younger kids ran past, kicking a coconut along. As a toy, Moana thought, adding another use for coconuts to her mental catalog. Turning, she saw Grandma Tala heading toward the beach. Just as Grandma Tala was about to pass between two trees, she met Moana's gaze and beckoned with her hand, an invitation to join her on the sand. Curious, Moana followed her grandmother down to the lagoon. When she got there, the older woman was already in waist-high water, twirling, her arms dipping and rising as she spun. New wrinkles creased her face as she grinned at Moana and gestured for her granddaughter to come closer. Slowly at first, then more confidently, Moana waded into the waves, reveling in the salty tang of the air and the warm embrace of the water. Can you feel the tug of the undertow? Gramatala asked. It's like a dance partner. Spinning you one way 
While the tops of the waves push you another, the ocean likes to play. Moana swung one hand through her, the water, her skin tingling at its touch. The ocean plays with you? Moana asked. A long-ago memory wiggled in her mind, shells laid out in a line, walls made of water. Oh, I know what they say about me, Grandma Tala said. I'm eccentric and love the water too much. But I believe once you find what makes you happy, that's a part of who you are. So I don't resist it, even if that means people think I'm crazy. Holding out her hands with a laugh, Grandma Tala reached for Moana and they spun together through the waves. Later, as the sun set, they climbed back up the beach and sat on a fallen tree, watching the last light of the day spill across the lagoon and the ocean beyond in bold pinks and reds. Moana knocked her heels against the log beneath them. A seat, she said. What do you mean? Grandma Tala asked. The coconut tree also gives us somewhere to sit, Moana explained. Mom and Dad were telling me that every part of the coconut tree is something we can use, just like everything and everyone in the village has a purpose. Hmm, Grandma Tala murmured. A purpose can give direction, but the wrong purpose can lead you astray. Moana frowned, thinking, what was her purpose? To be a good daughter? To be a great chief someday? Was that what Grandma Tala meant? Finally, Grandma Tala spoke again. Your father means well, and it is good to hear what he has to say. But the voice you must listen to is the one that comes from within. Trust your heart and follow where it takes you. She pulled Moana in for a hug, their heads touching as they gazed out at the horizon. Did her grandmother know that Moana secretly yearned to explore what lay beyond their reef? Bones creaking, Grandma Tala stood and stretched her back, then bent to pick up half a coconut shell lying nearby. As for the coconut she said with a smile. Maybe there are more ways to use it, waiting to be discovered. Perhaps there are more paths to follow than the ones we know. Pressing the coconut shell into Moana's hands, she gave her a honey before walking away. Moana stared down at the coconut shell, its interior hollowed out. Instinctively, she leapt to her feet and carried it to the water. She eased the shell into the waves and set it free. It bobbed gently on the surface, rolled over the swells like a boat. Moana smiled as the tide tugged it away. Maybe that coconut was meant to travel new paths. Maybe she was, too. Years passed and Moana grew. Her days were always full. 
She'd visit the bustling village, helping with various tasks, often partaking in the lively discussions and dancing. Pua at her side. She'd spent time with Grandma Tala, listening to the older woman's stories. Her grandmother had aged considerably, relying on her walking stick more and more, but she was still a source of great comfort and strength for Moana. The 16-year-old also learned more lessons from her parents, her father teaching her the ways of a chief, her mother teaching her the ways of their community in her calm and patient way. But Moana's absolute favorite thing to do was to head down to the beach. Her love of the ocean had not subsided, and seeing the beautiful blue water always lifted her heart. One day, Moana wandered down to the lagoon, finding an isolated stretch of craggy rocks. She perched on a flat one, sighing contentedly. On a whim, she waved at the ocean as though she were greeting an old friend. A small wave curled up in front of her. Moana paused, cocking her head. Was it her imagination, or had it almost waved back? A flash of orange caught her eye. Wait, was that a conch shell? It seems so familiar. She leaned forward for a better look, and, whoa, Moana! Tui cried from behind her, holding her back before she could tumble into the ocean. Whoops, Moana said. Her father stared at her, frowning, clearly disappointed that she was once again at the beach. A thousand thoughts seemed to run across his face. Moana waited, not sure what to say. Finally, Tui held out his hand. Come with me. He led Moana away from the shore and through the trees, deeper into the island. Pua trotted after them, but as the ground sloped up and the dirt gave way to rocks, he drifted away. Ahead of her, Tui began to climb up the tallest of the island's mountains. On top of the highest outcropping, Moana took in the deep green of the forest the emerald patches of the taro fields, and the brown triangles of the village Fale's roofs. Moana's eyes drifted over the land, then rose up to the horizon where the ocean stretched wide, filling the world. Her father's voice broke into her thoughts, drawing her attention back to the mountain itself. This way, he said, there's something I want to show you. Steering her up the path, her father hiked on, and Moana realized there was one more curve up the mountain. She'd never thought to go higher, but then her feet usually carried her down to the shore. The trail narrowed, so they had to go single file until her father stopped on a little shelf at the very peak of the mountain. In front of them stood a stack of stones reaching up into the sky like a ladder to the clouds. When we're young, we search for our purpose, for our place. My dear, your place is on sacred ground among chiefs.
one day when you're ready to embrace it, you will stand on this soil like I did, like my dad did and his dad before him, her father said. His voice was soft and full of emotion. Moana glanced up at him and then back at the carefully balanced rocks. And you will add your stone to this mountain, he continued, resting his broad hand on her shoulder. You will raise our whole island higher. You are the future of our people, Moana, and they are right here, not out there. Her father tilted his head toward the ocean. He paused, and suddenly the weight of his hand seemed greater, as if he were passing his duties down to her right then and there. It's time to be who they need you to be. Moana looked up at her father's kind and serious face. What if that's not who I am? Her voice wavered as all the fears of disappointing her family and people churned in her stomach. Tua's eyes softened. He leaned down, touching his forehead to hers. His deep brown eyes, only inches away, held no doubts. You will be a great chief, Moana of Matanui, if you let yourself, he said. Beyond him, she saw the stones of all the chiefs who'd come before, their legacies built one on top of another. What would she have to offer? What would her legacy be? Moana was quiet on their hike back down the mountain. She could not stop thinking about her father's words. The village needed a chief's full attention. She loved wandering to the ocean, but if she wanted to be worthy of her father and her ancestors, if she wanted to do what was best for her people, then she had to keep her heart and mind firmly on the ground. They headed to the council fale. Once inside, Moana walked over to the shelf that held the beautiful headdress of her ancestors, her father's headdress. Biting her lip, she carefully lifted it up and placed it on her head. It fit perfectly. As she looked up, she saw the sun glinting off the waves of the lagoon, but she turned away, facing her parents and the village beyond instead. Tui and Sina smiled at her, their expressions proud. Moana inwardly vowed to do her best to never disappoint them. She would study at her father's side and learn to be as capable and strong a leader as he was, to make sure her people were safe and never lacked for anything. The village was her home and her future. She would earn her rock on top of the mountain.